world. It's your past first point guard and trail Blazers reporter, Mike Richmond. Let's do another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. Coming at you Monday through Friday each and every weekday, so start your days with it. Make it a part of your daily routine. Tell your friends to do the same. Make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we are talking the Blazers win over the Kings. The Blazers just throttled the Kings. Sacramento showed up at the Moda Center and Portland dominated them for the final three quarters in a very impressive home win over Sacramento. We'll get into that. We'll get into awesome games from Duop Reith. I thought Jabari Walker played really well. And Scoot Anderson probably put together the best game of his young career. The Blazers' depth. What? Depth? The Blazers' depth dominated this game. Um, no DeAndre Ayton in this one for the Blazers, and they were excellent. They put up 130 and easily scored you know, 104 through three quarters. Dominant offensive showing and just enough defense to not let anyone else on the Kings get loose. Let's do what we do. We'll, we'll recap the game, and then we'll talk about the performances from Duop, Jabari, and Scoot. But first, fastest recap in the West. Blazers down 32-33 after one. Uh, you know, the Kings led by as many as eight, but this was, you know, they were right in it. Blazers, you know, only only down one right in it. And then they dominated the second quarter and the game changed. The Blazers took the lead for good early in the second quarter and never looked back. Did not, the the the, the punches and uh, that the Kings threw in the second and third quarters, the Blazers always had a counter, always had a response. To wit, the Blazers take a 19-point lead when Duop Reith is the top of the key three, but just under four minutes to go in the second quarter. Up 19, final four minutes of the half, and it's like, all right, good, solid close to the half, and you're going to be in business. But the Kings respond in a hurry. They rip off... they cut the, the lead down to 10 in about a minute, and they, they closed the half on a 14-2 run over the final about three and a half, three minutes and 45 seconds to go down in to go into halftime only down seven. Blazers lead 67-60 at the break. But a seven-point lead against the Kings heading into halftime, you'll take it at home, like right? Like, you'll take it. But when you were up 19 with four minutes left, it feels like, and you, we've seen the Blazers do this where, they, where their offense just kind of you know, plays really well and they shoot really well and you feel like, okay, well, they're going to come back to earth a little bit. And when they do, can can they hang in there enough to hold on to the lead? And the answer is yes, they can. Blazers play, you know, after a lights out open to the, to the second quarter, play a solid open to the third quarter, but the Kings hang around, you know, they're only down seven. They, they don't ever take the lead back, but they're, they cut it to three with four and a half minutes left. And I think this is the crucial stretch of the game. Four minutes and 37 seconds left. Kings cut the lead to three. And the Blazers need a bucket, and Malcolm Brogdon splits a double team uh, just left at the top of the key, gets all the way to the rim, and scores. Then off an offensive rebound on the next possession, Scoot Henderson goes baseline, really nice reverse layup, and scores. Jeremy Grant gets two free throws, Wreath gets two free throws, and an 8-0, a quick 8-0 run after the, the Kings cut to three, pushes it back to 11. Not you know, eight zero run is probably not going to make the, a graphic on the on the on the broadcast. It's probably not like a huge moment in sort of like the oh, this is what they did. You know, they were probably in the they were probably ripped off much larger runs in this game. You know, the second quarter, the way they started the second quarter was so dominant that it's like that that little eight zero spurt isn't isn't gonna isn't going to make most people's recaps. But to me, that was the most important stretch of the game because the Kings had been right there and, and Sabonis and Fox were cooking and it was like, you know, at some point, someone else in a Kings jersey is going to start scoring and the Blazers, you know, are they going to be able to withstand another push after they withstand to the first one? Are they going to be able to withstand another one? Yes. 
unequivocally yes. 8-0 run from a three-point lead to an 11-point lead. They hang on. Jabari Walker gets a couple buckets at the end of the second quarter, including a big three from the left wing. And the Blazers go into the fourth up nine, 104-95. Amphrey Simons hits a three in the opening, uh, opening seconds of the fourth quarter. The Blazers push the lead to 12, and the Kings never got closer, never got back within single digits. Blazers Cruz lead by as many as 20 in the fourth quarter, and they win 131-13. That's your fastest recap in the West. Dominant showing from the Blazers offense. First three quarters, 33 points, excuse me, 32 points, 35 points, 37 points. Dominant showing. Offense was awesome. You know, it was a it was a uh it was a really good, you know, he scored 130. He's gonna have big numbers in the box score. And Avery Simons led the way with 29 points. Hit another five threes. He's he's um he's been really good on offense since he's come back. But this wasn't one of those nights where it's just like, hey, it's gonna be and free time is gonna bail them out or they're gonna lose or Jeremy Grant's gonna bail them out or they're gonna lose. And they they've had nights where JG has had you know like thirty on ninety percent true shooting. And they've had nights when you know Ant has forty one and it's like oh well if he had had forty five they would have they would have had it or whatever like. There have been nights when it's their top tier scores, their two best offensive players, have to go nuts for them to be competitive. And every time he's had a really good game. I don't mean to undersell. I don't really mean to undersell 29 uh, on 12 of 25 shooting, 5 of 12 from three. But like, it what Ant was, he was solid and he kept and he he made some big buckets, particularly driving inside and finishing with his right hands uh, in traffic. I thought he was I thought he was good from two. He's had some bad he had some games where he's bad from two, but uh, seven of thirteen on twos in this game, and he had a couple where he wanted fouls and just didn't get it. He didn't he actually didn't attempt a free throw in this game, but he, he was that steadying presence. But he didn't have to be this overwhelmingly dominant presence because the Blazers got big games from other folks. Malcolm Brogdon, 19-5-6. Jeremy Grant, 13 on 5-10 shooting. The Blazers won a game where Jeremy Grant hit just one three. That's a big one. Tumani Kamara, uh, a quiet one. He had four points and three boards. Moses Brown started in place of DeAndre Ayton, who did not play in this game with uh, right knee tendonitis. And Brown finished with scoreless with 11 boards in 14 minutes because the Blazers mostly leaned on Duop Reith to play big backup minutes, and that's what he did 32 minutes off the bench for the 27-year-old rookie Reith. 25 points, a career high, nine boards. He was great. Hit three threes. Like he did everything you could possibly want. Uh, you know, worked worked the glass to the tune of five offensive rebounds. He he uh, you know he makes plays, blocks shot, got a steal. Um, he can he can pass a little bit. He, he finishes with, um, he, excuse me, he finished with no assist, but he moves the ball on, on like and he, they run handoffs and and the threat of him running handoffs and him operating the top of the key just like it opens it opens things up so dramatically. Twenty five and nine, seventeen from and eleven assists for Scoot Henderson. Uh, he did finish with one turnover immediately after the Blazers came out with a graphic about how he had a turnoverless game, working on his first. Career career turnover list game bummer this is the the broadcast jinx um 17 11 from scoot jabari walker 17 off the bench matisse thibel had six on the king side their dudes played like dudes i mean <laughs> De'Aaron fox 34 6 or excuse me 34 8 and 4 eight boards and four assists 43 8 and 4 for, for De'Aaron fox 34, 12, and five dimes for sabonis that's 77 points from your top two players it's not, it's not quite not quite enough from the rest of the gang. Um, 
they needed more than that. They got they got 36 points, if my arithmetic quickly is correct, from everybody else. Nine from Harrison Barnes, five from Keegan Murray, five from uh, from Kevin Herter. Keegan Murray and Kevin Herter combined to shoot two of 12 from three. Harrison Barnes went 0 of three from three. So they're not for the non-Fox and Sabonis starters from three. Two of 15. Malik Monk, who like might straight up win six man of the year. I've, I've watched a ton of Kings games this year. He's incredible. He's such an energizer for him. He, he he really gets them going. And he comes in, he's fearless. Like his job is just like come in and go score. And he's like, great, <laughs> great. I'll come in and go score. Seven points on three, and a three of 11 shooting, one of seven from three. Uh, JaVale McGee came in and dunked the ball twice. He had four. Chris, Chris Duarte played in the second half because they were just searching for answers who couldn't find him. He finished with four. And the only other points off the bench was garbage time bucket from Davion Mitchell, who had two. Blazers bench outscored their bench 65-17. Uh-oh. <laughs> And two of those were in garbage time points. Like it, when the game, when the Kings were trying to win the game, they had 15 bench points. 15. 15. Scoot had 17 on his own. Jabari Walker had 17 on his own. Blazers dominated this game with depth. And they dominated this game because of the backup front line. Jabari Walker and Duop Reith came in and gave them a ton of energy, played their butts off, and they fit together. They make real sense. Let's let's talk about that um, and and how how the Blazers won this game with with depth in the second quarter. Second quarter in the second segment. We should do it. This we only have. We're like hockey. We only have three periods here. But let's do that in the second quarter. For before we get there, though, I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have turned have teamed up with my man Joshy. That's locked on fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So if you're prepping for daily fantasy, it's going to help you. If you got a season long uh, waiver wire to scour, it's going to help you. And every week, right here, I'm going to provide you with the eBay eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week that's ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week this one for you this week dante exum this is who josh has got his eye on um listen josh i am in a long-term fantasy league i've been in for 15 years i started uh listening to locks on fantasy basketball and and like really listening to what josh says i am in I finished on the podium for the first time last year in, in, in second place. I'm right back there again because I trust Josh. So you should trust Josh too. And he says this week, Dante Exum is the guy that you should keep an eye on. Um, Exum is going to play. He's going to play. He got into the into the Mavs lineup because of injuries, right? They had, um, they're missing Josh Green and they're missing Kyrie Irving. And it's like, okay, well, um, welcome back to the league, Dante Exum. You're going to play a little bit. And... Then he looked like an NBA player and a, and a, like an above average starter in the league. He makes plays defensively. He scores. He can pass. Like you're gonna, he's gonna fill up the stat sheet in a variety of ways. His shot has improved so much since his first stint in the NBA. Went to Europe, came back a ball player. And Jason Kidd this week said that the Mavs, when they're healthy, are still planning on starting Dante Exum. He's probably not gonna shoot this well as well as he's shooting right now for for the rest of the year. But he's been really good. He's a really fun story. You can help your fantasy team. So if he's out on the waiver wire, go get him. Listen, Joshy knows my man, Josh Lloyd knows that, um, you gotta have the right, you gotta, you gotta win the waiver wire to win your fantasy league. He's going to try to help you do that. And eBay motors knows that a championship team is about each player being the right fit. It's the same with your vehicle. 
And with over 122 million parts to choose from for your ride or die, you can rest easy making sure that your ride runs smoothly. Whether you need brake kits or LED headlights or a roof rack or bumpers, whatever your ride needs, eBay Motors has it. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, with these prices, you're burning rubber, baby, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. It's eBay Motors, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. No DeAndre Ayton in this game, and the Blazers dominated the 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 center minutes, really. I mean, Sabonis was freaking great. Dominated the center minutes is an overstatement. They actually did something interesting in this game. I'll talk about in a second how they handled Sabonis and how they handled the Fox pick and roll. Did it slow them down? No. No. Fox had 43 on 16 of 20 shooting. Sabonis had 34 on 14 of 19, but no one else got loose. And part of that, I think, is the style in which they decided to play that ball screen. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, the Blazers didn't miss a beat. They didn't dominate the center position minutes. That was overstated. I wanted to I wanted to mean that, but I didn't mean it. I, I didn't mean it. They didn't dominate the center minutes. But they got one Heck of a performance from Duop Reef. Um, if you're a long-time listener to this program, you know that I have, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I just, I, 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 shout out to my everydayers. I like Duop Reef's game. You know, I think it has some warts and I think he's like imperfect and all of these things, but I just, I, I, enjoy, I just enjoy him. And tonight, if you're a Duop Reef enjoyer, he was hooping. He was hooping. And this is, this is the best version of him, right? He is unleashed to be fearless. And 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 Duop at his at his when he's playing to his strengths, he is saying he's calling his own number, right? Like he 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 when he comes in and plays little 12-minute stretches, it can kind of overwhelm you that he shoots a lot, right? And it's like, okay, okay. Every every time he touches it, he's thinking about the rim, right? He's thinking about the rim. And it, he plays hard and he's active on defense, but he's not super, super quick laterally there and, and, and all those things. So it's like um, you want him to be big and in the way on defense and you kind of want him just his, his floor stretching ability and all of the things that he does on that end to, to make the, to change the Blazers geometry. Cause he, he will catch at the top of the key and, and run little dribble handoffs. He sets good physical screens and he shoots and he shoots and he's not afraid to just to say, okay, the dribble handoff didn't work or we faked the dribble handoff and you sagged off too much. I'm going to shoot now. Like he's aggressive. And with, with this role, right? No Deandre Ayton in this game. And, and Moses Brown got, got the start. And, um, I mean, Chauncey Billups told reporters for the game is for rebounding, and, and and Moses Brown came in and got rebounds in his 11 minutes, or in his 14 minutes, he got 11 rebounds. Good for him. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it makes more sense to play Moses with the starters and then get him out of there, play that he played the first seven minutes of each half, and then get him the heck out of there, and then put Duop in there with with particularly with Scoot, because the, the spacing with Scoot is really, really helpful. And... Duop's going to play a ton of minutes. He was going to play starter minutes regardless if he play if he started the game or if he didn't. And and, and I think you kind of hide Moses Brown with maybe better teammates in that starting lineup. But Reith comes in there and gets 32 minutes, and he and 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 he it doesn't have to be um, careful about a shot selection or, or judicious with with his 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 sort of when he's when he can when he needs to be aggressive. They need him to score. They're missing DeAndre Ayton's offense. They need him to go be aggressive. Like, um, DA is not exactly like this huge offensive hub for the Blazers, but they need Duop to be aggressive. And he does it to the tune of freaking 25 and 9. Um, 19 of 15 from the floor. I thought he was really active um, on the glass. He had a couple plays 
had a steal in the backcourt that, that, that set up a, set up a, a foul inside for the Blazers. Um, and, and like on, on a, on a transition play where he just, he just made a steal, he, or, or like cut off a pass and made a deflection, kind of got the ball live that Matisse Thibel ended up grabbing and they, they got it inside. He just, he's active. He plays hard. He's big and he's fun. He's fun. He's fun. He's 27. He's played all over the world in Serbia and Lebanon and China and Australia. You know, he was balling in the Blazers, uh, summer league spot, summer league team. And it was like, you know he's 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 probably too good for the G League, but he's but but can they figure out a way to get him here? And they got him on a two way contract, and he's almost certainly going to get that. You know he's played himself into the NBA rotation, right? He's going to get an NBA contract because he's going to burn all through all his two way days, and um, he can, like what a find, what a fun story for the Blazers to find Duop Reef and give him this opportunity and have him to have him you know seize it. And when he has games like this, it's like how one of the easiest dudes to root for in the NBA, right? It's like someone who literally had a basketball journey carry him all over the globe, hoping to get a chance to play in the best league in the world. He's getting a chance to play in the best league in the world. He's hooping for the Blazers and he's been a really solid backup center. Um, I, I sent a listener an email today saying that I think, I thought maybe Duop Reith was probably, as much as I liked him, probably still a below average uh, uh, rotation player in the league. <laughs> And he had 25 and nine. So um, that email, that that email had about a seven, eight minute shelf life on there once this game started. And Reef said, said, don't hate, don't hate. Even if you like me, don't hate because I'm hooping. He was really good. Uh, Jamari Walker was great too. That duo makes so much sense together. Uh, Walker, 17, six boards. Um, I don't love the Jabari at center minutes because I think it takes away from what he does well. Like I get it that he's like physical and he's more centery than he is small forwardy even though he's like small forwardy size because he's not a great passer and he's not a great ball handler and he's not a great shooter um so you if you're gonna choose who plays three you probably want to prioritize playmaking and ball handling and and and, and shooting a little bit more and and, and Walker competes his butt off, right? He doesn't get cheated in, in those minutes at the five. But he sometimes does get dominated because he's a little too small. And he's a good rebounder. And he's a good rebounder in traffic. And he's good because he has strong hands. But if the battle for the rebound starts, you know, seven inches or whatever above his leaping height, he doesn't really get a chance. You know, he's six eight. Um, you know, maybe generously six eight, like, and and he's playing, and, and and he's when you're going up against seven footers, that four inch advantage. It's like, oh, okay. Well, Jabari doesn't get to use his gifts on this one. Like, we're, we're, he won't he won't be participating with his positive skills on this one because he's just he's just playing too small. I like Jabari at the four, but because he's a non shooter, it's hard to play him at the four next to DeAndre Ayton. Just too crowded. Um, particularly if you're going to play a three like Tamari Kamara with him, right? It's like too crowded, too crowded. You got it. You it's the, the, the half court offense is already um, can sometimes bog down a little bit. And just like, you need more space in the modern NBA, but next to Reith who really spaces to Jabari can, he can utilize his skills as a cutter. He can utilize his, his offensive, uh, his ability just to crash the glass and his willingness to crash the glass against someone who isn't way freaking bigger than him that can, um, can dominate what he does. And like, you know, this is, this wasn't a night where he, where he shot outrageously. It's one of two from, from, uh, from three point line. But I think the number to know is that he took five free throws, got himself, you know, attacked, got fouled, got fouled, chasing the, um, 
you know, Gottfeld getting into the mix, Gottfeld pushing in transition, the Blazers, you know, the Kings started two of 18 from three and the Blazers really pushed off misses really, really well. I thought they played really, really well, uh, like in just being smart about running. Um, the Kings transition defense was bad. And the Blazers said, if you're not going to play good transition defense, we're going to go score every time. Like we're going to put up 104 through three quarters, 67 in the first, first half and 104 through three quarters. We do, we, we will not wait for you to apologize or feel better about yourself. We're just going to go get buckets and I thought Barry was a huge part of that like their bench the Blazers bench dominated the Kings had their two stars play fantastic the Blazers had one of their stars play well and Jeremy Grant had a quiet night and they won this game because of the bench because Barry was really good uh, oh I was going to mention the tactical thing they did here's the thing to watch um, and I think this is um, an interesting thing I don't think it worked but I like the I like the um I like the variety. So throughout the game, the Blazers would put the four man on uh, Sabonis and a, and the five off the ball. And and so it would be either Jabari Walker a lot or Jeremy Grant guarding Sabonis. So they could just straight switch the pick and roll, just straight switch it, uh, particularly with, with Fox, because they didn't want Fox to say, Okay, do up brief. Okay, Moses Brown, you're you're in the pick and roll. Come out here, Sabonis. Set a screen at 29 feet, and then get a you know Fox isolated, uh, Fox isolated on the wing with with a, a slow footed center. He'll eat him alive. I mean, he had 43. He ate everybody alive. But the switching allowed you to sort of keep in front, and what it really prevented was getting in rotation. So you're allowed to stay home on everybody else. If you guard the ball, if you guard a pick and roll with three guys to guard two, then you're in rotation, right? And the Blazers, the best version of them this year has been trapping defense. I don't even think their defense was super, super good in this game. Um, I think the Kings, I think the Kings shooters missed some shots. Um, I think the Blazers won this game with their offense. That's fine. You don't, you don't have to play good defense to win. You just have to play well to win. But I liked that approach. So you got Jabari on on Sabonis, and sometimes they beat up that that um, that matchup inside. You got JG on Sabonis. Sometimes you beat up that matchup inside. But it allowed you to stay home, stay with your principles, and stay in that switching look that you like, and say like, you know what, we're gonna stick a big guy, Duop Reith on Keegan Murray. We're gonna stick a big guy on Harrison Barnes, and if they beat us off the dribble, and if they get easy buckets with their their ability for like one on one creation stuff. So be it. We bet they won't. And they didn't. Keegan Murray can play better. Kevin Hurd can play better. Um, Malik Monk can play way better. Malik Monk's just better than he was tonight. Blazers don't need to apologize. They just need to celebrate. They got the dub. And one of the big reasons they got it is because the rookie was great. Scoot Henderson probably played the best game of his, of his NBA career tonight. Let's celebrate Scoot to close the show. That's what we'll do in the final segment. But first, let's talk about last-minute tickets. Blazers play Victor Wembanyama twice this week. Victor Wembanyama in, well, who knows? He stepped on a ball boy's foot his last game and didn't play, but um, that's why you should wait until pregame warm-ups are over. And with the Game Time app, you can wait. You can wait up to an, up to start of the first quarter and wait and get last minute tickets because it's the app that specializes in last minute tickets. They got flash deals. Sometimes you pull up the app, you search Trailblazers, you look right in right on your phone, and it's like, oh, 14 bucks in the arena. Great, great. I'm in. I'm in. They got uh, section deals where you can say, okay, they're they got a discount up and you know 319. Let's click on that and give me the best tickets I can get in uh, on those section deals. It's they specialize in taking the hassle out of last-minute tickets. So if you are a procrastinator, why not download the Game Time app? Here's how it works. It's super simple. 
You're just gonna you're just going to take the guesswork out of it. You download the app, you create an account, you use the code locked in NBA, you get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use that redemption code locked on NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A. You get twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, still pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Locked On Blazers. Scoot Anderson was hooping. He was hooping. And quietly, he's scooting. Our our beloved Sterling is scooting in the right direction. There are still times. There are still times when Scoot looks like he is predetermining his plan. And that predetermining, it doesn't look great. But when he plays with just a feel, when he kind of, um, when he's a little bit looser and he isn't like, I'm definitely shooting when I come off this screen. Boy, does he look good. Boy, does he look good. 17 points, 11 dimes, um, just one turnover. Blazer broadcast jinxed him. I'm blaming y'all. No, it was just, he threw a terrible pass. I don't think I don't think that was specifically on the Blazers broadcast. That was just a terrible pass by Scoot um, coming out of a timeout. And but 17 and 11 in 28 minutes off the bench. Um, it 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 wasn't a night where they had to go back to Malcolm Brogdon or go back to Anthony Simons. They could kind of just play like they were able to lean on the bench. 28 minutes for for Scoot. Uh, 32 for Reef, 22 for Jabari Walker. Like they can just say, okay, these dudes are cooking. Let's let them cook. Everyone, you know, Jeremy Grant only played 28 minutes. Like awesome. Awesome. Tamani Kumar played 18. He's had some games. He's the guy who gets pinched often because of what he brings on offense. Um, and if other guys are kind of, if they need, if they need offense, it's going to be Tumani. So it's, it's, it's not uncommon to see him play down in that 18 range, but he, you know, he only played 17 or 18 minutes. So they let Scoot go. And he was really good, but he didn't do it with some, um, you know, smoke and mirrors. This wasn't a night where he made, you know, five of 10 threes or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, he's probably not going to do that. Or like, um, or a night where, you know, he had, when he had his lat, he had a, uh, a double double against the jazz, but like a lot of that damage did when the Blazers were down 30 at home. That's not the same. That's not the same. That's not the same. That's a fine game and it's good for Scoot to get a rhythm and good for Scoot to build his confidence and perhaps building your confidence in a game where you're getting um, where you're getting creamed allows you to play better and play with confidence and play with the certainty of action when when you're playing in a competitive game. It all builds on itself. But this was his best game. 17-11 on 6 of 15 shooting. This is, uh, 11 assists is certainly more than I thought, but like Scoot shooting like 40% from the floor and scoring 17 points per game is kind of what I thought he would be. I thought he was going to score with um, really low efficiency, but like um, volume. Like I thought he was going to score like 16, 15 to 17 points per game on 38% shooting. I believe I, I text a friend of mine, check the tapes. Like that would be my guess is that he was going to average 17 and four and a half on 38% shooting. He hasn't been close to that, but he's rounding towards it. He's rounding towards it over his last eight games, including tonight. Scoot Henderson is, Scoot Henderson is shooting 10 of 25 from three. That's 40% on three attempts a game. It's not bombing away from three. But he's making three-pointers. He's also shooting 96% of the foul line. 24 of 25 from the foul line over those last eight games. So a little over, a little over three, three free throw attempts. 
that's a really nice number for him for someone who plays off the bench. You tick those free throw, you tick those free throws up because you're going to play, you know, play more minutes, get more comfortable, attack with more purpose, don't get caught in the trees and throw up terrible layups, and you're making 90, 90%, even if you drop down to 88% and 85%, it's free points. Like this is Scoot's path. And I think tonight was was um it showed you there were some moments that it showed you what he could be. There's one play, he gets the ball in the corner. Um, Reith kind of gives it to him in the corner and he's, he's isolated with, with Keon Ellis and he kind of cross cross on Keon a really nice first crossover to get past him and get a step. And then he re- makes a reverse layup through two guys in traffic with his right hand. He's super, super right-handed. He's made a couple lefty layups. Actually, I haven't even called him out on the podcast, he made a couple lefty layups last week, but he wants to get back to that right hand and he's, and he's good at doing it, but that's in the half court. That crossover in the half court, that change of that change of direction, quick cross into the paint, and then he can rise and and finish and contort his body and has the body strength to absorb a little contact and shoot it on the way down because he has to get around some defenders. That's the strength, the speed, the burst. But he didn't rush like, and he didn't settle for a jump shot, and he didn't just like take a tough floater or jump into someone's body. He beat his man because he knew he could and then and then you know made a tough play he had a play in transition when he took it one on three but he took a high dribble did that like step over where you bring the ball over your head and got to the left side and finished with his right hand which is a comfort shot for him that's the scoot i thought we would see the three-point shooting i don't know if he's gonna be a 40 percent three-point shooter but tonight's a pretty good example of it the one he hit was a catch and shoot from the wing looked good coming out of his hand splash barely hit the rim one of his misses was outrageously bad he took an early clock off the dribble moving to his right which is a little bit harder than moving to your left typically for right-handed shooters um not everyone but typically um like and early clock, like without a pass, like zero pass possession, kind of decided, predetermined he was going to shoot it and jacks up a three and barely hit the the freaking uh, structure. He missed the rim and crushed the backboard on the backside. Like just an awful shot and he missed it. When he plays within himself and takes threes he can make and takes threes, you know, oh, you went under the screen? Great, great. Or, oh, you helped way too far and I need to take this three. My feet are set. My feet are ready. I can shoot it. I'm not rushed. Great. Gets himself to the rim. You know, I had a couple a couple plays in this game where he gets in too deep or he um, he has, he's, he's not this like explosive leaper off of two feet. Um, and so sometimes he gets caught in, in, the, in the lane and has a jump off two feet and he just is like, doesn't get past people you know um if he gets that runway and can jump off one foot and make moves and contort he's really strong but off two feet sometimes he's like just basically jumping into getting his shot blocked and he did that a couple times but he is really starting to figure it out because when it when he plays with to his strengths you can see them so much more clear. Before to see the good games of Scoot, you had to squint. You say, okay, well, he was one of seven from the floor, but, 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 and it's like, you can, you know, you, you, you could find the silver lining, right? Like over the last three games, he has two, one, and two turnovers. Like he's really cut down on his turnovers. Game right before that, he had five. <laughs> So you only have to go back, you know, it's like if you really want to cherry pick. So over his last three games, he only has four turnovers. He's playing really well. But like, that's what has been for most of the Scoot run to date. Tonight, it was just like 17 points, 11 assists, 
helped helped guide a surge at the beginning of the second quarter and helped make sure that they didn't lose a lead when the Kings cut it to three with four and a half minutes left in the third. Who's on the court for that 8-0 run that pushes that three-point lead back to 11? Scoot is and Duop is and Jabari is. Comes in at the end. Make sure that they finish the quarter strong. Like, this was Scoot playing important minutes against a good basketball team playing well and finishing with 17 points and 11 boards, 17 points and 11 assists, turned the ball over one time. The Blazers were plus 21 with Scoot on the court. They won the game by 17, so they're plus, they're plus, um, plus 17 for the game. But like, he they dominated his minutes, and he was a big, obvious part of it. You can take the goggles off, all of us. Scoot, keep them on. But all of us, we don't need to squint anymore. The picture is becoming more clear. Is Scoot Anderson like a star who demands to start? No. But he's looking a lot better. And he's taking he's taking the steps you want him to take. And before, when we had to search for it, now it's coming right into your TV screen. That's going to do it for today's show got more shows the rest of the week uh i thanks for uh for uh rocking with me i did i I took a little a little one day christmas break but we're back at it so we're gonna have four shows this week we're listening to wednesday december 27th show we'll have a show on the 28th um looking at looking ahead a little bit and then uh the blazers play the uh san antonio spurs on the on Thursday evening. So Friday show will recap the first Victor Scoop meeting, hopefully, knock on wood, that we get to see Wemby play of in their NBA careers. That should be a whole bunch of fun. I'll be in the arena for that one and, and, and tell you what I see, um, which, which you'll find right here and wherever you get podcasts, also on YouTube. Do me a favor, tell your friends about the program. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.